When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Clark Howard Show. Our mission to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. Today, Walmart is turning up the heat as it competes with Amazon. Also, if you want to sell your home but don't want to deal with listing it, there's some new news from Zillow. I'm going to share it with you. So Walmart has been, for the last two years, trying to figure out its competitive response to the enormous success of Amazon Prime. And so Walmart has Walmart Plus, which they keep tweaking. And now I think it's a tweak worthy of mentioning and considering signing up for. Walmart charges $98 a year for Plus. And what you get is you get unlimited free delivery of groceries in a hurry, and you get free delivery of any non-food items in the store or many that are available at walmart.com. They can't be from third-party sellers. they got to be from Walmart. But you get those delivered free, no minimum order, in one to two days. Although, you know, I told the story recently about placing an order and I was so embarrassed because it's a special toothpaste my hygienist wants me to use and it showed up two hours later at the house. I thought, how much money did I cost Walmart for two tubes of toothpaste that they delivered in two hours? But that's not the design. The design is really for the non-food to come in one to two days. The advantage of Walmart over Amazon is the prices are generally a lot cheaper from Walmart than they are from Amazon. But what you don't get, well, let's talk about what you do get. You get the groceries. You know, Amazon's grocery thing is not robust. It's a very limited selection and generally very high prices. Just think of the whole paycheck influence on that. And that's why Amazon is trying to morph their groceries into... Amazon's own grocery brand separate from Whole Paycheck with more competitive prices, but it's a work in progress. Where with Walmart being pretty much in close proximity to 90-something percent of Americans, I guess it is, the grocery prices are much cheaper than you're going to have from Amazon and much cheaper from the local traditional supermarkets. Figure you're going to save about 20% on your grocery bill ordering through Walmart Plus, you, with the Walmart grocery delivery, tipping is expected. With the Walmart non-food items, tipping is not part of the system. So there, there are nuances with it. The big advantage of Walmart Plus over 
shipped and what's the other uh, something Instacart and the other grocery delivery things is generally with those you pay an above market price for the groceries you're getting when you order them through one of those apps at one of the participating grocery stores you're paying a different price a higher price than somebody who walks in the door of the store at those grocery stores plus the delivery fees now you can join a membership with those but you're still paying the higher prices for the groceries so then the gap between getting groceries from walmart plus and getting groceries through instacart or any of its competitors like Shipped, which is actually owned by Target, the price gap is even larger in that case. Um, as far as what Amazon offers that Walmart Plus does not have is the great Amazon Prime video streaming service, the Amazon music service. There's a basic music service that's included in your Prime, and then there's a fancy music service you have to pay for. A lot of people who are... Uh, just casual music listeners are thrilled and happy with the Amazon music service that comes with Prime. So those are Achilles heels for Walmart that even though it's cheaper than Prime, you're not getting the video or audio content. But I can't emphasize enough that day in and day out, Amazon can be from moderately to much more expensive than buying from Walmart. So if you are both convenience-oriented and price-oriented, that's where Walmart Plus really can shine. And by the way, people have asked, what's the latest with my saga with the Amazon delivery disaster I had, which was so unusual because Amazon has such a good reputation for customer service. And I had ordered a, um, a platform box spring combination one that comes in a box that you build and we had ordered one from walmart and then my wife wanted one that was taller so the walmart one was nine inches high from xenus i think that's how you say that brand amazon for 55 dollars more said theirs was 14 inches high so lane wanted the taller one so i ordered it it came well no it did not come i ordered it and it went lost in space, disappeared in the shipping system, never came. So then they sent me a replacement that did come in four days. And so I built the thing, and then I went and got a tape measure because it was the same exact height as the Walmart one, the same exact one, just $55 more. Did I feel stupid? Then, like a wandering lost soul, the original one showed up weeks later and contacted Amazon and said, what do I do? And they said, well, you can keep it if you want it as our compliments. I said, I don't want it. I want to send it back. I don't need this thing. And so they sent me a UPS prepaid label and I sent it back. And then yesterday I got a nasty gram from Amazon telling me they were charging me $200 approximately for not having returned the item. Mm-mm-mm. So then I, I had another phone call with Amazon and they said that they were uh, not to worry about the bill. They were going to make it my gift. I said, but I returned it to you. Yes, thank you. We're just going to gift you this. 
I'm like, really? Congratulations, Congratulations man. for returning an item. They're going to give me my refund. So not my best Amazon story. An unusual experience. I can't remember another time having such a uh, customer no service experience with Amazon. So that's the end of the story, I hope, on my saga with Amazon. Well, listen to what Chitra in North Carolina wrote in about Clark. She said, I made an Amazon purchase recently. The product had a BOGO offer with an email address. I contacted the company via the email provided and got the second one for free promptly. The reply from the company asking for the Amazon purchase details also wanted to know if I'd be interested in testing their new products and to join a WhatsApp group if interested, which I did. In the WhatsApp chat, I found out I need to first order the product to be tested via Amazon, and they would send the product cost I paid on Amazon via PayPal in a few hours once they received the order ID and know the exact amount. This seems very suspicious to me. Why not send me the product directly since they know my mailing address? What are your thoughts on this? I would like to bring this to the attention of the listeners if it is indeed a scam. Well, that is something that I strongly recommend that you ignore. Don't do anything with that whole WhatsApp offer they have about ordering this stuff. You pay for it, then they're going to give you money back. I'm guessing it's about something I've talked about recently on the show a couple of times, which is how important it is for merchants to boost their uh sales rating on Amazon. It would be a verified purchase. Right. And so they're essentially bribing you to give them a good rating is what I'm guessing. But that sounds just too hot to handle. A lot could go wrong for you. Carrie in Indiana says, hey, Clark, instead of using Coinstar or a service that charges money to cash in your change, I just bring my change to a store with a self-serve checkout. Most of them now have a change counter built in when making purchases. After I ring up my items, I dump all my change in first and then pay the difference with bills or a card. Okay, that is brilliant. And then I don't have to go through the whole thing and giving my wife the Starbucks gift card from, um, from the Coinstar, where she then is encouraged to buy overpriced coffee like Krista has 18 inches from me. And do you go to Starbucks three or four times a day? No, not at all. So last phone call we had, you were at the Starbucks. I hated that you heard that. They were like, see you tomorrow. (laughs) Wait, wait, it gets worse than that. They knew your voice. They knew your order before you stated it. No. And they asked if they should make the one for your husband. No, no, no. Yes, they did. I heard it. Clark, what you heard was, I do a mobile order. I guess that's not much better. I don't know why I even said that. That was not any But during the pandemic, I didn't order at all. I have my own machine at home. But now that I've started to come into the studio, I have been getting back in the habit. But it's no more than once a day, max, which is a lot. I know. Hey, by the way, speaking of pandemic, now that we got the Johnson & Johnson shot approved Mm -hmm. and you've had coronavirus... It's probably going to be really appropriate for you to get just that one shot. Yeah. Because you'll have the antibodies, you get that Mm -hmm. one and done for you, where it was two and done for me. That would be great. And it will be because, you know, we're going to have wide availability of shots 
uh, in the next probably 30 to 45 days. All right, listen to what's happened to Tom in Florida. He says, I, along with some other residents of my local county, are having issues with our parks and recreation director. An outside tennis company signed a contract with the director, and now this company, which isn't even located in our county, is monopolizing the tennis courts and dictating when and who can play on the courts. Personally, I've been hurt badly because I'm a tennis instructor. The company has demanded that the township no longer issue permits to the other instructors and to other instructors, and they are trying to keep me off the court completely. I'm a tax-paying citizen of the county, and I play with friends of mine as well as my wife. The tennis company knows I'm an instructor and that I, at one time, worked as an independent contractor with this tennis company in question. Not only are they trying to keep me from making a living, but they don't want me to use the courts and have even gone as far as demand I take my company magnets off my truck. Could you tell me what type of lawyer I need to fight back? All right, so you don't want to get into legal, you want to get into political, the political process. So I couldn't tell by your post if the decision-making body over the parks and rec director is the township or your county. Whichever it is, that's where you need to apply political pressure. Everybody who's been affected negatively by the parks director uh, siding with this third-party outside contractor the politicians need to be brought, made aware of this, and they need to be held accountable to make sure that taxpayers, citizens like you, are treated fairly. You go the legal route, it's going to take years. The political route is how you can cut through this and try to get a fair resolution for you and for others. Phyllis in Washington says, I was recently married. I sold my home to move to Washington to be with my husband. In five years, we'll build our forever home somewhere in Tennessee. How can I invest the proceeds from the sale of my home, $55,000, to use towards a new home purchase in four to five years? Do I keep a high yield in a high-yield money market savings account? Boy, this one's tough. Fifty-five grand using the money in four to five years. It's too short a cycle to invest the money, especially with how fully valued or potentially overvalued stocks are in the U.S. stock market. So this is a case that calls for Dullesville. You benefit from the increase in the value of the home you sold. You have that 55000 It's better that it not really do a lot for you over these four to five years to keep it preserved and safe. So Dolesville is where it's at. You put it in an online savings account. Interest rates eventually will become more normal. In the meantime, you'll just tread water, and that's just good enough. And congratulations to you on your new marriage. Next, if you've been thinking about selling your home, speaking of homes, and you don't want the hassle of a listing, Zillow is back in the buying business with a new special twist I'm going to tell you about next. Over the years, I've bought and sold probably around, oh, 18, 20 homes. And I've had every experience you could have as a buyer or seller there is. I've had homes that have sold the day of listing. I had a home that took 14 months to sell. 
I had another that took 21 months to sell and everywhere in between. And as a buyer, I've had pretty much every experience you could have, uh, good, bad, and indifferent in buying a property and what the experience was like. And the way we bought homes has gone through just minor changes over the years till really the last four. And over the last four, there's been an experimental area of real estate called iBuyers. iBuyers that account for a meaningful share of the market in some cities across the South and Southwest um, make an offer to you for your home. And if you accept that offer, you pay them the equivalent of a commission subtracted from that offer price they've made to you. And then you move out on the agreed to date. Whatever repairs need to be done to your property or dressing it up to put it for sale, that's the problem of the iBuyer and you're just done with it. It makes selling a home as close as it could ever possibly be to selling a stock or bond. In other words, removing the guesswork, the strangers coming in and out of your home all the time for showings and all that, and you know you have a sure thing. But there are times that the offer from the iBuyer is suspiciously low, and you got to know what truly would be a fair value for your property. And so what I recommend is that if iBuyers are active in your zip code, in your area, that you get offers from all the iBuyers in your area that are willing to make an offer on your home. And in addition to that, you can then decide not only which one of those is going to offer you the best deal, but whether or not you want to do a traditional listing. And so if an agent says, oh, your house should be listed, blah, 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 and you know you've already been offered more than that by an iBuyer, then you're like, well, hey, I think I'll go ahead and take the sure thing. Or if in reality the offer is a low ball, then you think, well, that would be nice to just be done with it, but I want more money, I'm going to do a traditional listing. But now Zillow, which has been steadily increasing the number of markets that they're offering uh, offers by Zillow, where they buy your home for you, you sell to Zillow. Uh, Zillow, in 20 metro areas of the United States, is now saying, whatever we list as your Zestimate on your home, that's what we'll offer you for your home. So... You don't have to worry that the Zestimate is something they won't stand behind. It's kind of crazy, isn't it? Because Zestimates can be fairly inaccurate. Uh, in neighborhoods where a lot of the homes are production-built homes, you know, big builders building just a few different floor plans with a, with a variety of facades, but basically a few different floor plans, it's pretty easy based on the uniformity of the homes and the square footage and all that for something like Zillow's estimates to be able to have pretty good accuracy within a percent or two. 
and they believe it enough that they're willing to stand behind it and in markets where they're doing this, make you a firm offer on your home based on this estimate. Now, I say firm offer because they still send an inspector to look at the house, and then if everything checks out like they expected, then you just agree on the closing date, they give you the money, you're out. And it is a step up in the marketplace for Zillow versus the people they're competing against in this space. The two most well-known are Open Door and OfferPad, although there are other regionals and even some traditional real estate agencies now that make offers where they list your home for sale but guarantee you a floor price if your home doesn't sell in a 60 to 90 day period. Again, getting you the certainty that can help you so much with planning your life. Krista? Clark James says, I'm about to shop for a home refi and have seen that the online banks want personal info right off the bat. Is this safe? Also, will this affect my credit score, which is above 800? Okay, so fascinating double question. Yes, it's okay to give your personal information to an online lender. Um, And here's the thing on your credit score. Do all applications for loans for that refi in an approximately two-week period? Lenders don't suspect that you are buying or refinancing a bunch of homes all at once, particularly the buying thing. So all applications for mortgage lending in a short period of time are treated as if they're one hard inquiry for a mortgage. So you could apply, in theory, to 15 different lenders, online and traditional, and do that all in a very short period of time, and it will still be only one inquiry on your credit. The more you shop for a mortgage loan or a refi, the less you'll pay. Chad in Florida says, my mother recently switched all of her retirement accounts from a large brokerage to an individual CFP. I'm concerned she doesn't have the same protections in case of a rogue investor as she would with a larger brokerage institution. Please let me know the protection differences. Uh, Wonderful question. So uh, let's say you're with a big brokerage, SIPC, Securities and uh, Investors Protection Corporation, which is not a governmental agency, does not cover when you're defrauded by the brokerage or a broker at that brokerage. So there's not a fraud difference. And the, the key difference for you is at a large brokerage, there's about a 0% chance at a full commission brokerage that the person or people your mom was dealing with were acting as fiduciaries, meaning they were legally obligated to do what was in her best interest. On the other hand, with an individual CFP, odds are much higher that they are in a legal obligation with your mom to be a fiduciary. And so that's the big question, is to find out if your mom is in a fiduciary agreement with that individual certified financial planner. If that CFP is, in fact, operating legally as a fiduciary, she will have more protections 
with that individual than she had with the giant full commission stockbroker, which is essentially just a sales organization. And we do have a briefing on how to find a fiduciary on Clark.com. And I should have mentioned that. Thank you, Krista. Sure. Chris in Connecticut says, my wife and I are both 36 years old. Our 401ks are over 12% of our income. My question is about HSA accounts. I have an HSA that is maxed out for the year. I carry insurance for my family. Should my wife take insurance from her work just for her to be able to open an HSA? Is it worth the cost of roughly $100 a paycheck to open it? So HSAs are the most tax-advantaged accounts that exist today. But for your wife to take on the cost of splitting out her insurance just so she could open an HSA is a bridge too far. The fact that you're maxing out the HSA for uh, you and your family is the right thing to do, but the strategy you're considering is really something that I would say is overthinking it. (laughs) I love that you're overthinking it, but if you were going to do anything from here, it would be to increase contributions to your 401ks. And if available to each of you, the Roth version of the 401k instead of traditional, that would get you fantastic bang for your buck if your contributions go into the Roth 401k instead of the traditional so that you have post-tax dollars going in that you won't have to worry about being taxed again versus pre-tax dollars. And Carla in Arizona says, is there a safe, secure email service for personal use? What email service would you recommend? I like ProtonMail as a secure email service. To truly be secure, though, the person you're writing also needs to be a ProtonMail customer. And so a lot of people who are looking for real privacy in their communications, particularly with certain individuals, it's a buddy system where everybody gets Proton Mail. And it is a very streamlined, simple email service. All it's really about is keeping your communications as private as they possibly can be. On that score, let me repeat if you did not hear me, if you are a WhatsApp user, you need to kick them to the curb. There are new. Um, lack of privacy standards going into effect with WhatsApp, and it's going to give Facebook, which owns WhatsApp, permission to do all kinds of spying on you, effective the day you accept the new terms of service, and instead you should look at alternatives like Signal for your texting when you're trying to make sure your texting person-to-person is secure. And again, both the sender and recipient need to be using Signal. I want to tell you how much I appreciate you listening to our podcast. And if you want more info for your wallet, go to Clark.com. We are there serving you 24 hours a day, every day of the year.